0: You're listening to the Packer Net Podcast Network.
1: Actually, it's the it's the lead play on our in our offense.
2: Yes, our yn or a tight end to open up somewhere
1: between six feet and nine feet to get an isolation with the with the linebacker. We tell the tackle, take the defensive end if he's over him if he's not to drive down on the first man to his inside. The YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. The YN has the linebacker here, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, we're trying to get him a seal here, and a seal here, and
2: try to run this play in the alley.
3: what's up guys welcome into the packers total access pregame show my name is clayton you can check us out on packernet.com you can find me on twitter at packers underscore access you can email us packerstotalaccess at gmail.com you can text us 865-658-5824 i'm joined alongside carly live in wisconsin we got jacob the the bearded wonder in wisconsin as well right there on the border of minnesota viking enemy territory but uh How are we feeling? I just want to test the waters right off the bat. Jen, right in the chat, first of all, said, Matt Schneidman just reported, we should have actives, uh, inactives listed in about five minutes. Watson is taped up. uh, Watson taped up hammy catching passes per Matt Schneidman. So he's out there testing it out. I've also got videos of Jair testing out his injury and everything earlier like i pointed out to carly it's kind of funny jacob uh he was on the field at the same time the dallas cowgirls were warming up i don't think that's a coincidence you know what i'm saying so anyway what do you think man how you feeling jacob we'll start with you go around the horn here oh man I, you're not I, nervous you're not nervous
1: i got the I, my tummy's jumbling a little <laughs> bit man i'm not gonna lie I, I woke up so confident i've been confident this whole week uh i went to brunch with the fellas you know had a mimosa and and ate some uh if you guys ever go to Big Guys Barbecue, check it out. It's the best breakfast. I always try to plug that. It's so good. But uh I started getting really nervous and I started getting that nervous like like I can't control my heartbeat kind of thing. And I used to be very nervous Packer fan. Like years ago, I like I used to, my family wouldn't watch it with me. They'd banish me down to the basement and I'd have to just watch in silence and just scream and cuss at the TV. And I've I've learned how to bottle it a little bit over the last couple years. And I thought I had it under control this season, but I'm I feel like I'm Ooh, I'm buzzing, man. I am. I feel like I'm ready to. I, I need to go do a lap or two because I'm. I, I got all the energy in the world right now.
3: heck yeah, man. We. It's weird, man. I don't know if it's where this year I've spent more time than I ever have, kind of deep diving what's going on and and everything behind the scenes. But I have. I am not nervous at all. And I <laughs> used to get the same way. I used to kind of have the jitters. I used to think too, like, how do these players do it, man? How do they get ready? Like, how how do they keep from just freaking out on the field? Right. And uh I think I get it now, man. After you do it for so long, you just kind of kind of get used to it, you know. But uh I am excited to see how the matchups play out for sure. Carly, what do you think? How are you feeling about this? How we uh just hit it, hit us with it. So real quick, I just about had a heart attack because I went to turn on the TV and thought that maybe I wasn't going to get the broadcast. And it was like, what the crap, but I found it. It was a little down the screen. We're good. Um, (laughs) But no, I am.
1: I wasn't nervous until today. I think kind of similar to Jacob. Like, I I don't ever get the really the pregame flutters. Like, I get excited, but I don't get nervous because... I try not to let like, like the outcome of a game affect my, me like emotionally. But today, like all day, I have just felt like
0: wired. Like I'm my I I feel jittery. I feel like, you know, oh my gosh, what's really happening? So yeah, I'm there.
3: I got you. Completely understand. Let's see. Brenton, Indiana says Packers 27-20. Joe Barry saves his job. Half of the Packer fans got really excited, and the other half got upset just now, <laughs> the latter part of that, that message. Good to see you in here, Brent. Appreciate you swinging through, buddy. I know Jake Shavink's in the house, too. He said, uh, let's ride postseason football. So excited, Jake, so excited. So we had some videos um, surface here of – I can't remember who it was. I apologize. But, you know, some of the insiders on the field showing Jair warming up right here so you get kind of the close-up shot of him, right? Looks pretty healthy. I don't. I don't see any kind of limp, any kind of limitation. Now it's gonna when he walks off the field, he's gonna let them know. Yeah, it's hurting, right, or whatever it may be. But to me, looks pretty good there. We also got kind of a zoomed out version here of a couple of different drills. This is what I was talking about with the cheerleaders on the field. The job was like, "Yep, let's go, let's go test it out right now, boys." But uh, <laughs> he uh, he seems to be all right. You know, from just from the eye test, right? I mean, got good bursts. I don't see anything there where he looks limited. Here's a a nice little strafe test. Now, this is the back pedal. You see the back pedal, right? Good to go. So, I would be surprised if he's not active, to be honest with you. We should find out any second now. Um, I haven't seen any videos there of uh, Christian Watson yet, but we do have a video from Jane Slater who covers the Packers, or I'm sorry, covers the Cowboys for NFL Network. And she touches on the injury update real quick. Let's see what she had to say.
2: Rich, a lot of rich history between these two. And look at where these franchises have gotten themselves this season. The true difference maker might be injuries and availability. We'll start with the Cowboys. There were concerns about guard Tyler Smith as well as cornerback Stephon Gilmore heading into this week. Both enter this game with no injury designation. So that's huge for Dallas. As for the Packers... True 50-50 is what I'm told for Christian Watson. The wide receiver has missed five games with a hamstring injury. Told reporters this week in his head he's 100%, but that pregame warm-up is going to be a big deal. How about cornerback Jair Alexander? Freak injury this week, rolling that ankle. I'm told also a game-time decision. He's been getting round-the-clock treatment at the facility and last night even slept in a compression sleeve.
3: There you go. You got the compression sleeve on at night. I think he goes. I think he goes. After hearing that, Jacob, does your opinion change at all? As you let out a sigh, there.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm. 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 riding an emotional roller coaster here. Uh, I. I think jaw looks good, and Shivink is Shaving talking about um, Watson having tape on or jaw.
3: Um, they, I think they say Christian Watson was taped up for sure. I haven't heard about tape on Ja, which they mo- they both may be taped up, to be
1: honest I with you. Me. We talked about it in the beginning, uh, in the morning show, just about how I think that personally Watson and – I don't know. And, and now I'm going back and forth because both of them are so integral to what we do, um, especially for this game, Ja being able to maybe lock down. And, again, hey, Tim.
3: Huh? Took it down a the-
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. No, Tim is, I, I just,
3: t- is totally drunk on this this
2: soundbite power yeah, he has I'm now. Clayton, like you're going to be he
0: regressing that. Like this. Yes, yeah, I'm the I biggest Jair fan on the pod, so I got to regret that. I hope he goes today. I think he will. Yeah.
3: What was you saying now, Jacob? You have anything else to add, buddy? No, I was just going to
1: say that I, I I really think that it's going to be great if both those guys can play. And we didn't really touch on it, but I think that this is the most most healthy this Packers team has been going into a game with only three guys that are uh, Dylan's doubtful. And we got two questionable. Other than that, everybody's a full go. I don't think that that's happened since week one. I mean, I can't remember. We've had laundry lists of 18 plus guys that are maybe questionable or fighting injury. I think it's scary for the Dallas Cowboys. Again, all the pressures on them after everything that I've thought about and all the analytics and all that stuff, it's McCarthy's job on the line. It's Dak Prescott. who could think about being traded. It's all these kinds of different things that are, uh, the packers we're not supposed to be here we're not supposed to be everybody's expecting us to lose so i'm 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 back to being confident i'll talk to you in 5 minutes and let you know if i change my mind
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, good deal robert in the chat said watson wouldn't have tape yeah it's it's rare that you do tape up a hammy i have seen it before when you want to keep that thing as tight as you possibly can but uh yeah most likely probably the ankle that's getting taped up. That was probably what Jake meant by the tape for sure. Tim, uh, we've kind of went around the horn here and got everybody's uh, thoughts on how they're feeling, you know, obviously right now going into the game. How are you feeling about it, Buck?
0: Oh, I feel uh, confident, as confident as we can be with a young team. Um, I really do believe we have a chance to uh, to pull off the upset and shock the world. I love being underdogs. I love the fact that nobody except for a handful of us Packer fans believe that we have a chance to win. Um, and I love that our opponent seems to be overly confident. Our, and so at least their fan base does. I mean, yeah. you talk to a Dallas Cowboy fan right now. They, they don't feel like we got a snowball's chance and you know what of uh coming down there and getting the win. And I feel good today. I really do. Um We're battle tested as a team. We've been through so much crap this season. You know, injury bugs, uh losing streak, you know, getting all the wrongs out, figuring out how not to run LaFleur's offense. You know, we... We learn from our mistakes and, uh, we're as hot as hot can be, man. And I think you hit it on the head. we got a lot of guys that are, uh, you know, fresh legs here, including our, our boy Showtime 33. So I think he's going to be an X factor offensively. And I think, um, you know, getting some guys back defensively too, that maybe we're not quite thinking about, um, Isaiah McDuffie comes to mind. Um, hopefully he's, you know, he's a go and able to rotate in here with, uh, with Quay and, uh, Devondre there in the middle, um. Because, like I said this morning, I'll say it again now, it's going to take everyone. (laughs) It takes a village to beat the Dallas Cowboys today. Um, We're not going to do it with just, uh, you know, one or two uh, stars. So we need a game from everybody. And uh, feeling pretty good, man. I think think we got a chance to steal a win today.
3: I love it. It takes a village. It it immediately took me back to my construction days. And when someone would do something stupid, we would always say, every village has got one. That's what we'd always say. (laughs) And if you don't think they do, Guess what? Guess who's the village idiot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's see here. Uh, Cody in the chat says, Ja, good to go. Hurt on the Cowboy Station. He's fist bumping Goody. There you go. Let's hope that's the case. We should find out here in a second for sure. Uh, let's see. This is Kill Hut 702 Thank you for the super chat. Said, lost some sleep. Too excited. Let's go pack. Yeah, Um. I slept like a baby last night, man. I'll tell you what. I, I woke up this morning and was just like, let's go. Let's go. We are. Take a sip. We're playing with the house's money, right? And uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about Packernet Podcast. Jacob, what did what did Ryan Schlipp say here in the chat, bro?
1: He said, "Let's go!" And it sounds like, in addition, uh, uh, are you guys seeing this in the chat here? It sounds like we got Watson
3: and Jair are a uh, go.
2: Boom! M. Smithy,
3: Nice. One, three, eight, six. You won the prize, buddy. He says Watson and Jair are active. Jen Rock came in second there. Oh, oh actually. Jen Wright was first. She said Warson is active. We'll yeah, count. Warson. We'll count. So
2: I see. think Doug dug up ahead there. He was up there with Doug, it. Doug says Jason Wildy says Watson and Jair playing.
3: Darn. Will he beat everyone so he gets the prize? So uh yeah, he's going to be disappointed there's no prize, but hey, it's awesome. Um Watson and Jair both playing changes everything. It does. Yeah. Uh, and again, I want to see the old Jair, man. I want to see that Jair. I want to see Jair from the Rams game. That's what I want to see today. And uh Again, we, uh, you know, we kind of looked at it. We looked at the analytics. We looked at the uh, the game plan, if you will. And uh, Dak and and these receivers for Dallas, they absolutely cut up man coverage. So I'm kind of hoping we come out and show them some zone match. And if that's the case, then you won't see Ja following too much. If on that opening drive you see Jair chasing a receiver around when they use motion, then we know. Okay, they're saying, you know what, we can beat them playing man. So we'll see how that plays out for sure. Um, Carly, you got anything you want to add real quick before we kind of step into the next portion of this conversation, which is hearing from Matt LaFleur back in October? No, let's go. All right, here we go. This was Matt LaFleur, October 29th. You guys know October was rough, right? If I remember correctly, that was the rough part of the season, right? The, The lowest of the low for the Packers 2023 season here. This was Matt LaFleur at the podium when they brought up. I think it was actually Jason Wilde, of all people, um, brought up about the the youth of this team. And here was Matt LaFleur's response. Is there
2: a point where it, it, it can't just be young guys making mistakes? And these are things that. Yeah, we haven't been talking that game, uh,
3: young
1: guys' game. We're, we're focused on just whoever's out there, the expectation is the same. So, uh, you know, we've played, what, eight games
2: now or seven games, whatever it is. Um, I'm not interested in that. I think that's an excuse. Uh, we'll, we'll never do that. We're just going to continue to find ways to
1: try to keep improving. And it starts in practice and you get a week, good week of practice, then you go out and play well. And, um, I do think the the practices have been, um, uh, you know, competitive and, 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 and such like that. But, uh, you know, we're not obviously getting the results that anybody wants.
3: I love that. He he really set the tone. He set the tone because everybody at, at that point were trying to give him an out. Like, hey, look, you're the youngest team in the league. He wasn't here. He wasn't having it. He wasn't hearing it. I think it's absolutely awesome. Um, Jacob, I know we've – you correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you've been kind of up and down on the floor. At times you're like, man, I just want him to have a little more – a little more grit in his rear end, right? Like, let's yeah. let's act like a football coach. I think you've seen that more this year than any other – any other time he's been the coach of the Packers. But uh, what do you think about what he said there? And I, I really do, man. I think that was a message like we always talk about. When a coach talks to the media, he's talking to his team. He was letting them know we are not settling for any excuses. I don't care how old we are.
1: Yeah, Matt LaFleur, I mean, I'll be honest with him. I've, I've gone – I have been up and down on him. Um, and it's not ever been an, uh, a question for me of what his talent is and what he brings to the table. He's a m- – magician with the with the offense and i think that his mind is very unique in the way that he can develop plays to get guys open i mean i i've seen we're so spoiled watching some of these routes and stuff because it it shouldn't surprise everybody that jordan love is is performing the way he he has been because the way that matt lafleur's offense has been designed is it's so quarterback friendly we've talked about that how it through his career he's made quarterbacks really shine um some of them to extreme levels and i i I've never doubted that part of his game. The part that I've doubted for sure has been, yeah, that moxie, that kind of prowess that he holds. The Maybe he's a little light, you know, soft kind of fancy boy eyebrow guy, right? I I don't think that that's fair to say this year. And at the beginning of the year, I thought that he was putting on uh, an act. And I thought, you ever see somebody try to act tough? All right,
0: hey, 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 that's
1: just the way we talk in the clink. Exactly. But I feel like in the last six to seven to eight weeks that he has started to actually, whether it's he's been getting annoyed by the media or he's been getting annoyed by the haters and the doubters and a lot of the smack talk, I think that he has thickened his skin. I think that he has gotten a little more calloused. You see it in the media, the way he talks. He doesn't play games anymore with the media. He just says, this is the answer. If you don't like it, basically shut shut up. And even more than that, you see him in the locker room with the way he talks to the team, the team now thinks you watch him with Rashawn Gary specifically on a couple different post-game stuff. Those dudes are emotional, but they respect each other. And you can see that the guys in the locker room are really respecting Matt LaFleur. And if that's the case, then win or lose, I think that this has been a great season because I think that going forward, that young team, they've bonded to him. Mm -hmm. Got another dynasty on our our hands for the next two or three years.
0: I think you're right. That, That press conference right there, that presser, what was that week nine, week eight? That that might have uh, might have literally been the the end of Oshucks Matt Lafleur. He got pissed off. I think he got, right? pissed, we, off. We, think he got yeah. pissed. And we talked about that. You 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 always said that. I and I love it. I steal that from you all the time. You know, I like pissed off Matt Lafleur more than Oshucks <laughs> Shucks, Matt Lafleur. And um, yeah. I haven't seen Ashucks Matt Lafleur in a long time. So I like uh, I like the chip on the shoulder. I hope we bring that that chip into Dallas today and give him hell. And real quick, the other thing we haven't seen from Matt Lafleur the last four or five
1: weeks, nobody asks, hey, why don't you run Aaron Jones? Oh yeah, that's a good idea. We should run him more. It's yeah,
0: Aaron Jones had over a hundred yards again, and he's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> haven't heard that. We haven't had to hear the why did you get away from Aaron Jones speech. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. That's good, point. good point.
3: Yeah, Ronald in the chat says Aaron Jones is going to take it to Dallas in a big way. I hope you're right, my friend. I hope you're right. We get the actives, inactives, complete list here. And appreciate you hanging out with us in, in here, Ronald. Uh, so uh yeah, Jair Alexander Christian Watson are both active and then inactives are AJ Dillon, Malik Heath, David Long Jr., Benny Sapp the third, Brenton Cox Jr. Caleb Jones. Uh Malik Heath, listen, Bo Melton is doing unbelievable things right now. If you listen to Ryan's uh, podcast from I think it was earlier today, he was talking about Bo Melton and what he's done in this stint here, right? Where uh where I think it was since week eight, maybe, maybe since week nine, whatever it was That sample size there. He's just been absolutely awesome. I think he was grading out darn near elite if I remember correctly. So, uh, you know, Bo Melton just kind of stiff arm Malik Heath and said, listen, kid, I know you, I know you're playing good, but I'm just going to step right into this row for a second. And it's pretty cool that you got that kind of depth there on the bottom half, especially with such young receivers. As far as AJ dealing, that could hurt, but you know, Aaron Jones, he's as healthy right now as he has been all year and, uh, I think that's that's the main reason why you keep A.J. shut down there, too. You know, they were limiting his, his touches anyway. Right. So um, I think that has a lot to do with it. But, yeah. Um, what do you think, uh, Carly, you got anything to add to all of that that we just covered
0: there? Car- Carly had to step out. She said God, she's just that. listening, uh, listening with her uh, headphones on for yeah. a while.
3: Let's see if I paid attention to the private chat, then I would know that. You know what I mean? That's, uh, that's just how we roll here, though. So, uh yeah, I thought it was cool, though, that, that Matt LaFleur kind of pointed that out uh for sure. Now, another conversation that's been talked about a little bit is Jordan Love's contract, right? I, I don't think anyone was expecting him to come out and play darn near elite here in the back half of the season. Like, you know, he you're, you're talking about the numbers he's putting up here in the back half. It's... I mean, you're you're talking about top three quarterback money if he continues to play like that. I mean, there's no two ways about it. And, you know, I know we're all holding out hope that somehow, some way he'll give us a a discount, right? And I love how we're always willing to spend other people's money. But anyway, um, this was Ian Rappaport talking about Dak Prescott's contract coming up as well as Jordan Love's. And, you know, it's funny too because one of the things that doesn't get talked about a lot, when you sign someone to an extension you really remove a lot of the motivation, you know, um, when they're kind of playing for their career and how this Dak Prescott contract is structured. Look at him. He has one of his best statistical years, if not his best of his entire career. He's playing for a new contract. Jordan Love, you gave him the extension. You gave him a little bit of security. Right. And dangled a carrot with some guaranteed money. Like, hey, look, you know, if it doesn't work out for you, at least you get this guaranteed money. And now we're looking at, yes, he's under contract next year. I feel like we have all of the leverage in that negotiation as it sits right now, especially seeing that we can then tack on two franchise years. Not that you want to do that, but that is a negotiating tool, obviously. But here's what Ian Rappaport had to say about it. Just a real quick video.
2: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply
4: bridget both quarterbacks in the cowboys packers showdown today could be very very rich men this offseason let's start with dak prescott obviously a lot on the line for the dallas cowboys my understanding though is prescott heads into the final year of his deal next year this contract is set up For a contract extension before free agency, here's why. As it stands right now, Prescott has a $60 million cap charge in 2024. What helped the team immensely going into free agency, if he got an extension potentially as the highest paid quarterback in the NFL before free agency, allowing them to spend a little bit. Obviously, C.D. Lamb may be the best receiver in the NFL, also up for a contract extension. Then there is Jordan Love, who seems to be the Packers franchise quarterback. He did a Band-Aid extension before the season, one year, $22.5 million. That was in May. Has already earned $4.5 million in escalators, gets another $500K with a win. My understanding is the Packers and his representation are going to have a serious conversation this offseason about a potential new deal. Nothing can be done, Rich, before May, but do not be surprised if he gets paid again before next season.
3: So there you go. He The little nugget there, I don't know if you heard it, but it sounds like Ian's got a little inside information that, hey, they're looking to have a conversation this offseason and try to get an extension put in place as early as May. Um, I think – did I hear that correctly too, guys, that he's got $500,000 on the line if they win this game? He can make yep. another half a million
0: Yep, so, Getting that bonus money.
3: Yeah, man. Hey, that'll keep the lights on in the, in the winter months, won't it, right there? Yep. <laughs> so, I think
0: there's logic to your point too, Clayton, about, you know, guys – you know, you get a little bit more when you're, you know, auditioning for a deal, so to speak, whether it's with your current team or, you know, another potential suitor out there in the league. But I also think it's it's a delicate dance for these GMs to kind of also you don't want to go too far in that direction because, you know, a player, especially a franchise player has got to know that the franchise believes in them and is behind them. And um, that can bring a lot of confidence to a young player as well when you uh, step up and are willing to, to, to commit to them and, and show that you're the guy, you truly are the guy. And we all know we can say that and feel good about that all we want, you know, show me the money, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta get the bag <laughs> at some point. And, uh, I fully expect, um, something North of six seasons, five, six season, uh, plus, and, uh, probably several hundred million, um, coming for, uh, for Mr. Jordan Love here, when it's all said and done, and you know, I've been a fan since day one. I think he's earned it. I'm not shocked by the way he's playing right now. Um, I think everything happens uh, for a reason, and timing isn't isn't always ideal. Um, but he's really hit his stride here, second half of the season, and closing out strong. He's he's the dude. He's definitely the dude. And uh, it would be interesting to see what the negotiations produce here. And uh, this spring, we should know uh, just how much money Jay Money's got. <laughs>
3: Man, the second the season's over, there's going to be so much to still talk about. Jacob, go ahead. What do you think about that contract, talk, Man, oh, I mean, I love it. It's um,
1: it's just crazy to think about. At the beginning of this year, we were really having the conversation if we should start Sean Clifford, and right, and I was one of them that was like, if we it, I mean, I I will take that. Oh, and I like I, like Tim said, I've been a pro Jordan Love guy pretty much I,
3: I well, you, you mean, were you cool. wanted to see this you did yeah i mean
1: when we drafted him i was i was shocked i had no idea what we were doing but ever since then i settled into it and i've really really thought. i just it's insane to think that how back and forth this fan base is it's like anything it's like politics it's like whatever there's just two sides and it seems like no matter what people are never gonna budge from whatever original side they took i'm willing to admit that i've floated around a little bit and that i i've taken you know, when the wind blows a little hard this way at the beginning of the year, I was like, loves the guy after maybe week four to five. I'm like, gosh, darn it. Maybe we should see what we have in Clifford. But I'm glad that I don't run major organizations that are in charge of multimillion dollar athletes, because guess what? I'd be <laughs> I'd be rocking it in Madden, but it's not Madden, man. It's just uh, not a build your franchise mode. And I, yeah, like Marjon, uh made Marjon Cron. You can be pro Clifford and pro love. But the thing Absolutely. is, you. You uh, you have yeah. to, you have to admit, no matter who you were, if you are, if you're still in love with Aaron Rodgers, whatever the case is, you have to admit how unbelievable Jordan Love has been playing. He is when when Ryan on that podcast shared what jo- uh, Jordan Love's stats compared to 2020 Aaron Rodgers. He's not far away from MVP, one of his best performances of his career. Aaron Rodgers in a rookie, basically a rookie season, a full on first start season. That, to me, deserves being paid whatever that guy wants to get paid.
0: Hey, I'm pro yeah. Sean Clifford. I'm pro Sean Clifford playing in yeah. garbage time when we're up 35 <laughs> points. I'm all for it. Go out there, run the ball a few times, take a couple knees. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man.
3: Um, let's see here. In the chat, I had something I wanted to hit on here real quick if I can find it. So, uh, TV Fanatic. I, I want to see the jaw that bodied up Jefferson last season at home. Here's the problem: if you do decide to take that route, right? And if you guys would hit that like button for us, so other fans can find this channel, find this content, it'll help boost the algorithm. We appreciate you making us a part of your pregame festivities here. But TV fanatic saying that about jaw, the problem is what the the opponent you're playing this week. What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Right. So when you come out and you look at it, we we did we did a uh, pretty substantial breakdown this morning on Good Morning Lambo. Their cow, their the Cowboys wide receivers versus man coverage, especially CD Lamb, one forty point four against man coverage this year. Okay, that's cover one, that's cover zero, which is very small amount of cover zero played, and cover two man. Okay, which is two man under. Underneath technique, two safeties over the top, split and half the field, but man coverage across the board. The majority of man coverage that gets played across the, the league is cover one man. CD Lamb one forty point four, right? And uh, you know when you look at Dak versus man coverage, it's it's where his strength was one eleven point seven. Both of those numbers dropped significantly with the Cowboys offense when you're playing zone defense. So, yes, you like the idea of someone like Jair being able to shut down a number one receiver and let him follow and all that stuff. If you try to let him follow while you play zone coverage, you're going to have a mess on your hands, right? So, if you decide to play man coverage, you're playing right into their hand. Also, man coverage can be very vulnerable to playing the run because – You've got your nickel, your slot defender, and sometimes your safety are more focused on their work. Like Coach LaFleur says, keep your eyes on your work, playing man coverage, that you're taking your eyes out of the backfield and watching the running back as opposed to zone. You're watching the snap. You're watching the quarterback. You're reading his eyes. You know where your spot drop is or your zone match principles are. Um, It's a whole different ballgame, right? So we just got to keep that in mind that this team, they absolutely light up man coverage. So definitely got to keep that in mind for sure. Um, let's see what else we got here. Jake Shavink says, Jair dials up the Rams rookie game and shuts down Cooks. Maybe gives CD a few headaches as well. I'd love. Huh? take it down. A- I want to see the old Jair, man. I want to see the old Jair. That's that's what I'm waiting for for sure. Sdn40 says Watson with the fake 23 blast with a backside Georgia reverse on two on two. <laughs> I don't know if I know exactly what that means, but I trust you, SDN. It's funny how everybody's got different football terminology for sure. I'm sure Emilio would get it. I can tell the the guys who played high school football and some college ball, they, uh, they speak with those specific play calls, right? Me, the way I break the tape down, I kind of give you a general approach of, hey, here's the route concept. Here's the style of run. Is it zone? Is it gap? Is it pin and pull? That type of thing. So duo, what have you. But appreciate you swinging through, buddy. I'd like to see a big Christian Watson reverse myself. That would be nice. Cody in the chat said this Cowboys station apparently uh think our quarterback's name is Jordan Lewis. They are going to learn his name really quick. Hey, you know, uh Andy Reid didn't know who Jordan Love was either, right? He found out, didn't he, Tim? He found out who do you think you are? I am <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cody said Jordan Lewis was said multiple times, A laughing emoji. So uh I don't know, man. I just loved it. They they Everyone has disrespected this kid, right? And I usually don't go in hard on people on Twitter, but I'll tell you what, poor Adam Shine. I I do feel bad about it, but I roasted him on Twitter this year because he was just like – it sounded like a personal attack on Jordan Love. It's like he can't play football. like, we haven't seen him play football. What the hell are you talking about, right? And then he comes out and he's basically the best quarterback in the league in the second half of the season. Just wild. Just Can so I mention
1: one other thing, too, that Ryan highlighted uh, in that same chunk of time that he was talking about as far as Jordan Love being so great. Did y'all realize that in that same chunk that we have three top 20 receivers that are grading out as far as PFF was
3: in that, that same time in time charge?
1: Ahead, yeah. I believe it's is Wicks. And then was it Reed?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that was the case. And then that's not even and that's saying that we're not even talking about Watson and Dobbs. And then we got guys like Malik Heath that we're so healthy at wide receiver. We're just like, hey, bro, I want you to sit down for this week, you know.
3: Yeah. What's exactly. wild about that too, Jacob? He was just talking about that specific time frame, right? Like it was whatever it was, week week six on or week eight on, whatever it was. Um, I actually showed a statistic the other day that both Jaden Reed and Dontavian Wicks are top 10. Both of them are top 10. Jaden Reed's number six, Dontavian Wicks was number nine. And in receiver rating, which is passer rating when targeted. So, you know, Ryan broke down how elite they have been in that short window of time. And if you take the whole body of work, right, the body of work for the entire season, I'll be darned if they're not grading out, you know, right there, right there in the top 10 with receiver rating. Now, is it everything? No, but it shows how efficient an offense is operating when they're targeting those specific receivers. And the other thing that we uncovered, you know, Dallas obviously plays a lot of man coverage. They, they play a lot of middle field close. Cover one man is essentially what they play. That's the large majority of the time. Um, I'm excited about Dontavian Wicks. I'm excited about Jaden Reed. But both of those guys eat against zone coverage. Guess who the guy is that eats up man coverage for the Packers? Scoot. Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Scoot, Dobbs. I
0: think Scoot on the boundary if he's going to go. That's... If you
3: put Scoot out there stretching the field and you have Dobbs work in the middle, I'm telling you, man, Dobbs is going to be a boundary receiver with either Jaden or Dontavian Wicks in the slot, right? Him working that backside dig off that slot cross that we've seen all season long. And last week, another another concept they added in, it's similar to a slot cross. They went with the, the number one from the outside looking in from the offense's perspective, okay? Imagine you're the quarterback. On the far right side of the field, they had three targets, okay? So you go from the outside in, the outside receiver is the one, then the two, then the three. They went one dig, two corner, three post. So when you think of the slot cross concept, you've got a crosser with the backside dig right Right behind it, kind of trailing it. and you create four windows to pass in on both routes. And you can kind of pick your spot right there. When you throw in that corner with it, not only are you walking that safety out, but if they're in some kind of zone match, that corner on the outside has now got to occupy that deep third. Look at all the room it creates, especially if that number three is pulling out that middle zone or that middle man, digging them out with that post. That backside dig is just what we refer to as running butt naked through the trailer park, right? I mean, it's just wild. This receiving is tough. It is. And I'm glad I don't have to be in shape to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, we actually had QB1 on the field down there earlier. It is my man warming up, looking good. Just got the hoodie, nothing flashy. I love how the Cowboys guys were walking in the stadium with these big diamond field gold chains and everything. And Jordan's just out there, like, look like a college student. Look at him! So, yeah, I got an exam after this. Let's get this game over with. Right? So, love that dude, man. Guy, he's such a humble guy, man. Such a humble guy. Um, another guy that we seen walking into the stadium too is our boy speaking of humble. Bang. Look there at that. it. Is.
0: <laughs> Dub incoming. We got the sombrero going. <laughs> he
3: said, we're back in Texas, baby. Back in Texas. For those of you who don't know, he played at what? The university of Texas, El Paso. Utah. Utah.
0: Utah. Yeah. He said, yeah. yeah. You know how so, Texas is, right? That's like, depending on what part of the state you're from, it might as well be its own part of the country. Oh, so absolutely. uh I think uh, Aaron Jones has got a mission here to, to rep El Paso today uh yeah. in big, big Dallas. So, uh, Anytime you see the sombrero, man, you know it's go time for sure. Yeah.
3: Trevor Anderson says in the chat, even without a playoff win, J-Love is about to get paid. I agree. I think he's oh, showed enough yeah. that they're going to try to get that contract in anyway. Now, if he goes out and balls out and takes them to the divisional round, woo-hoo, back the brink's truck up, baby. It's coming. Yeah. We'll get Have that money. For- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, David in the chat said, Love could earn half a million today. That's what we were talking about. Yep. Go ahead and grab that half a million with a win today. And then Rawl in the chat says, Go pack, go from Spain. I'm not going to try Raul. to say your
0: first name. Raul. Thing. Raul. That's you... awesome. Checking in from Spain.
3: Jacob, do you really know how to pronounce that? Is that correct?
0: Yeah, it's Raul Zambrana. Yeah. No, Spain. Uh, no. Oh, Mel- Melaga? Melaga? Uh, yeah. Melaga.
3: Back home, we just say Malaysia. That's Malaysia. Spain. <laughs> uh, so That's you can add Malaga, the Chinese J- you can add the G sound or the J sound in anytime you feel it's necessary back home. Nobody's <laughs> you. No, right.
0: one's, no
3: one's smart enough to correct you, so you can get where's low Emilio low. You guys like those uh,
0: jalapeno, jalapeno peppers there back home, huh? <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Speaking of jalapeno, man, I got the chili. Baked up there, boy. looking good, right? Ooh, you got it going,
2: Clay?
3: I already had a bowl. I put that last dab in it from Hot Ones. Oh, my God. It hurt me so bad. But we've oh. also got – have y'all ever had candied jalapenos? Yeah, no, I have, actually. Oh, oh, dude,
0: if you like hot stuff, Tim,
3: they're jalapenos that are basically canned in something sweet and lovely.
0: See, I like and a little bit of the heat. I can't do – It's, can't it's do. not – too much, man. It'll set your mouth on fire, man.
2: I tried this one chilling that set my mouth on fire, and I had to drink a 2 later Mountain Dew.
0: I
3: guarantee you that young man says Malaysia Spain. I know it. <laughs> no doubt
2: in my mind. No
3: doubt in my mind. There. <laughs> what else we got? Let's do this. Let's go around the horn. I'm going to put you all on the spot. As I leave the man with the sombrero up here, I think I know one of one of, one of you guys are going to pick him. Let's start with you, Jacob. Who is your pick today? To just have a breakout game. If you think, okay, the Packers won this game, let's just say they won it. Who is who is it? And and they're the reason that the Packers won today. Who would that player be? And and tell me why you think they might have a, a breakout game here.
1: Uh it's gonna be kind of a weird, quiet one, but I think it could be Quay Walker that depending on how Ooh, he plays yeah. today, that uh and one of the reasons I say that is because Jake Ferguson the tight end for the cowboys he's the second in the most targets on that team which is kind of low-key people don't think about that so and the packers have been kind of suspect to defending against tight ends we're 23rd i believe we're allowing yeah 105.8 rating on average to tight ends that's not great so if everybody's focused on cd and possibly uh gosh who's the other guy cooks out there you know on the boundaries and stuff that we could be forgetting and we've all been I'm sure far too many times watching the game is we're seeing uh, guys just pick us apart over the middle of the field on those, you know, little dump off routes and just, I I don't want that to happen. Um, So in my opinion, if we could get Quay really shutting down some of that stuff, um, sticking heavy on those tight ends and at least just providing, keeping stuff in front of him. And if he could show up in the run game as well, I mean, Tony Pollard, he's only averaging four, four, uh, yeah, four, four, even yards per carry. So if we can stuff him for stack Prescott to be a quarterback, Gary on the other side actually putting a pass rush in. Pressure pick coverage sack. Is that what we talk about? Woo! I mean, I there it that's is. What we need right there. And I just think that if Quay can be the guy, that stout guy in the middle and undercover McDuffie. I think that he could show up and really play. I don't know what Campbell, what role he's gonna play, and if he really um if McDuffie will even see the field whatsoever. But I really do think that Quay keep his emotions in check. Let's let's just I, I would love to see him. Also blitz him. Let's blitz him.
0: Let's let's make him look like Micah Parsons this game. I wanna I want to look at that.
3: Nice. Nice. What do you think, Tim? How about you, buddy?
0: Uh, well, I see the chat's going to take showtime, time. So uh, shout yeah. out to the <laughs> chat. Um, I, I agree with that offensively. Um, I'm going to stay on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Jacob, uh, we're even now. You stole my thunder. You know, I was going to go with Quay. Yeah, but I, um, I, I will say this. I'll go ahead. Elephant in the room. Jair Alexander, man. We get a, we get a game out of him. You know, like we we're waiting to see. And what better time to do it than in the playoffs? Banged up or not, ankle injury or not. Man, you show up today against CeeDee Lamb and and these boys down in Dallas, man, it'd be huge. And uh, Jair can be that X factor. I truly believe it. Because when he plays well, man, th- this defense, you know, we're better than we look, man. I know we Joe Barry's caught a lot of heat this year, but Joe Barry's been dialing him up lately. And, um, you know, to your point with the blitzing, uh, yeah, I'd love to see him send Quay. I'd love to see us get a little fancy there when we have the opportunity to maybe see a little nickel blitz, you know, something out of the out of our slot corner, you know, something like that, mix it up. Tim, when was the last time that you uh, – on the morning show,
1: when was the last time you remember us sending a corner blitz? I don't remember it. Oh, oh
0: man. man, it's – I don't think we've seen it this year.
3: Yeah, we have. We have. We, we ran a uh, nickel blitz with Keyshawn and actually got a half a sack. That's Square right. It was a cat blitz. Um, uh, they, yeah.
0: Was that the Pittsburgh game? What which, which game was that? It
3: was, it was more recent than that, actually. It was just wow. a couple of games ago. Um, okay. Vikings. I think it was the Vikings. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: Doug said Vikings. Yeah. And that's one of those things that you can, you know, you're not going to do that with regularity. No, but if no, you throw no, that out at the right time and catch them slipping. They don't have a they don't have a chip or, or an extra blocker over there, and you get a free rusher, go, you know, run it.
3: Yeah. And guys it's realize- another example too, where if you're playing man coverage and you fire that nickel, you got to have a safety cover that up now, right? Yep. So there's a lot more moving parts. What were you going to say, Jacob?
1: Nothing, just on the Keyshawn Nixon. That blew my mind. I think I sent you guys a picture. I didn't realize that Keyshawn Nixon was all pro again for the second year in a row in kick returning. I just, in my head, I didn't realize he was having that great of a season, that he would be all pro, but for second year in a row, Keyshawn Nixon, all pro returner.
3: Yeah, he was picked by the players. This is the second year they've done that, uh, if I understood correctly. And yeah, he's he's had a good year. It's just the rules. It's like what Ryan talked about going into this offseason. We finally start pumping money into our special teams to try to get that cranked up. And now they're changing the rules to where the special teams aren't going to matter, matter as much. It's just bad timing. But pack her Up says, Clayton, we call that cowboy candy. Blake Berry in the chat says, Clayton, the candied jalapenos from Bucky's are the truth. Blake, they're from Bucky's, my man. That's where she got them from. I seen the tag downstairs. There's like 17 jars sitting on the counter and I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, it's going to be a good winter here, right? But uh, if you guys would hit that like button for us. So other Packer fans, other fans Ooh. can find this, uh this podcast, find this channel. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us for sure. Let's see. We had a super chat down there. Let me grab this real quick. Chris in with a super chat. Thank you, buddy. Good to see you in here. He says pack 27 Cowboys, 24 of all the predictions we've seen so far. That one kind of feels like if you hold the Cowboys, to 24 points, somehow, some way I could see us winning that 27 to 24. Now, we come out in the first half and they they jump up and get 17 points real quick. Might be a long day and Joe Barry might get his own flight back, right? That's <laughs> any day now. But um, I like it though, Chris. I think it's a very, very realistic score for sure. Uh, Tim, who was your pick again? I wanted to write it
0: down. Jair. Jair. Jair is going to be our, our X Factor. Got it. And I'm with the chat too, uh, with Aaron Jones too. It's definitely showtime for sure.
3: Yeah. And mine, you know, the easy pick would be, Jordan Love, I think we all agree that. I feel like y'all are trying to stay away from that, too, because he's just been balling out. Mine's going to be Romeo Dobbs. I think that he just eats up man coverage. I think Jordan's going to lean on him a lot. Jordan plays man coverage really well, uh, you know, too. So um, I also want to see some Musgrave out there. I want to see our first tight end reverse. I don't think we've had one all year. I think that was kind of the plan with Musgrave coming in to hit him on some of those reverses. And obviously he's been banged up all year, so we haven't got to see it. Um, but, uh, yeah, appreciate you, Chris. Thank you for the super chat, buddy. Let's see what else we got in here. Um, in the chat, Mike Hebring says, I agree. Clayton, this is the game to stop the run and play zone in the secondary. Every, everything kind of points in that direction, Mike. But like we said too earlier today, man, they're looking at that info too and going, you know what, if they come out zone heavy, why don't we run a bunch of zone beaters that, you know, they get paid to, to game plan too. But, Based off everything I've seen, you beat them last year. This is what we were talking about, too. Like, when you go up against division rivals and things like that where you're playing them multiple times a year and you got an opponent like this, you're you're faced with the task of, okay, last game we beat them, right? We played them well, we beat them. Should we keep doing what we're doing? Or do we go into that game knowing they're going to change things up? That's a real problem for coaches to have the game plan around for sure. Uh, Let's see here. We got Robert Johnson with the super chat. Thank you, buddy. He said, go pack, go greets from Barcelona, Spain, man. We got people all over the place.
0: Spain is deep in the, in the chat today. I love
3: it. I've got to, I've got to get that map put together where we can chart, kind of put a pin on a map, on a virtual map, you know, show them where all our listeners are located. I think that'd be really cool for sure. Um, Carly Ray, actually, thank you for the super chat, Robert. Uh, Carly Ray says, Malaga. No, nah, I think it's Malaysia. I got to disagree. So. And uh, all, of my red, all of my redneck friends agree. No, nah, yeah. we know Carly's right. She's, so, she's the most intelligent person on this podcast. There's no doubt about that. Milto in the chat says, Musgrave is our hidden gem. He is healthy and going to disrupt, destroy Dallas D all day long. They won't be looking for it. Hey, sign me up, man. Sign me up. What, what if that happens, Jacob? What, what if Luke Musgrave comes out here? He's finally healthy. And he just cuts him up for 110 yards and a couple of tuds. Wouldn't that be awesome? Man? Well,
1: I was going to ask you um, a couple of different times. Oh, hi from Argentina. That's awesome. Sebastian, right. what's up, man? Um, I was going to ask you over the last couple uh, podcasts, do you think that 12 personnel going against this defense has any uh, benefit, especially being the fact that Tucker Craft is playing the way he is, Musgraves the way he is? pick whoever your poison is that you want to put on the boundaries on the outsides there. Like, is that something that could maybe take away from the the Parsons and the Lawrence stuff, or is that more going to be uh, highlighting the, highlight, uh, the, the strong points of their defense?
3: Let's take a look at it. So, like we pointed out, they play the most dime in the entire league. And what that tells me is most likely when teams come out in 11 personnel, they're probably going to dime in 11. And when teams come out in 11, they're probably going to big nickel. Now, if you look, big nickel, they're 32nd in the league as far as percentage of how often they run nickel in general. So maybe they are leaning completely on dime, right? And when you're a man coverage heavy team, right? When you're a man coverage heavy team, then you want your DBs out there playing man coverage. Now, that makes you very vulnerable to the run. Some of the games that they lost this year, like I said, they've only got three quality wins. They got three wins against quality opponents, in my opinion, when I looked at their schedule. And I don't have their schedule pulled up any longer. But to answer your question, Jacob, if we come out in 12, what's that going to trigger for them? Will it trigger nickel? Will they go to their base? If you're telling me, even if we run 12 personnel, they're going to come out and dime, I absolutely love that idea, Jacob. You talk about getting the run going. 12 personnel against a dime defense, you got to be patient. And you can't see ghosts out there. What I mean by ghosts is Jordan can't come to the line, okay, they're in a dime set, we're going 12 personnel, we're going to run it at them. Oh, look, but they're showing this, can, can, let's can do a pass. And then you've seen a ghost and play right into their hands. That's what seeing ghosts means when you hear players talk about there. It means they were sugared, they were tricked, they were duped at the line to see something that actually wasn't there. They've seen a ghost. So – Um, Yeah, I I think uh, we haven't talked about that all week long, Tim. I think Jacob might have uncovered something there, man. Come out in some 12 personnel, run it down their throat, and force them out of that dime coverage. Then go play action off of that if they go to nickel and get away from what they're so comfortable doing.
0: I I love it. And it goes hand in hand with what we've been saying for the last month now is, uh, you know, as goes Aaron Jones, so does the Green Bay offense. Get this man 20, 25-plus touches. Get him moving. And uh, you know it's going to open up things like you just mentioned in play action in the pass game, um, and also don't forget you know we can utilize Jonesy there in the with those swing passes too. Ball coming out quick, try and neutralize this Dallas defense. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, I think it sounds good, Jacob. I think you might have uncovered something there. Jake Shavink in the chat cracking the whip said way too many. In here to have so few likes, smash that like button. We appreciate that if y'all could do that for us, definitely. Um, the other thing we want to make sure that you guys know about is tonight during the post game show, we're going to be giving away an autographed James Lift Lofton card, uh, obviously, a Hall of Fame wide receiver, played for the Packers in the 80s. We're giving that away. We're also going to be giving away our very first ever PTA coffee mug. So we got some merch right. set up now. So, um, the second place winner, whoever. You know, uh, whoever claims the James Lofton jersey after we spin the wheel for our YouTube members, then uh, the second place winner that comes forward will get the get the mugs. So there you go with that. And that's all for our YouTube members. Like I said, people that support the show that are always in here and uh, they click join on the YouTube homepage, the join tab. You can be a member of the PTA Posse. That coffee mug is kind of cool, too. Got the PTA logo says diesel on the side and it's got posse. In cursive over the PTA logo. So uh really excited. That was something that the the listeners named themselves to which I think is absolutely awesome man. We we I'm not smart enough to come up with something witty like that for sure. Jam in the chat says Tom Clements should also get a tremendous amount of credit as a quarterback guru. Clements was also instrumental in Aaron Rodgers development man. It's so true Jam. Um, he's a member of the PTA Posse appreciate you Jam. It's so true. Um Tom Clements man he's just a uh He's a quarterback whisperer. He doesn't get enough credit, you know? And it's just like uh, just like how, uh, you know, uh, Matt LaFleur not being able to win Coach of the Year because Aaron Rodgers was winning MVPs. It's like, guys, I mean, who was this coach? Who was, you know what I mean? And, and Well, who is who else has he done it with? Oh, I don't know. He took the Rams at the Super Bowl as their OC. Oh, I don't know. Matt Ryan won an MVP when he was the quarterback coach. Oh, I don't know. Robert Griffin was Rookie of the Year when he was the quarterback coach. In Washington, right? Way back in the day. So he's had success with quarterbacks everywhere he's gone for sure. Trevor Anderson in the chat said, Where can we buy the coffee mug? It's coming, Trevor. Um, we I think we got a 24 hour window, if I understood Carly correctly. Probably within the next 24 hours, that store will be up and running. We'll be able to get you guys the link and uh, you can go in there and buy some merch. Coffee mug's gonna be first. I'm also gonna create a hoodie too, a PTA hoodie that's gonna be sweet. So uh I know hey. Tim made Tim made fun of me. Jacob, he was like, Playton? wants a hoodie just like really like that's all i wear man i wore it to our wedding i wear them no i didn't wear it to the wedding (laughs) you
1: sure about that you sure about that
3: you sure i would not have made it to the reception man let me tell you mandy would have had me buried out back in the place so quick but uh let's do this let's at the 49 minute mark we're roughly what Thirty minutes from kickoff, so let's go around the whole oh. one last time here, Jacob. There's the sigh, Jacob. You want a minute? You want Tim to go first?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm good, man. I it, it did it sparked that twelve personnel in my head. It just seems like something that Aaron Jones, the way that he is so he gets so skinny and the way he yes. just knifes and that he stays on his feet. I've never honestly seen a running back with such a weird, like I I just love the way he runs. He's so lethal and and he is powerful when he comes to point of contact. He is powerful. We looked at Brian Baldinger thing where he falls forward. And I remember when we first drafted him, I, I always thought that it was amazing how he seems to fall forward and gain two to three to four more yards after contact. Something I wish AJ Dillon could do with that body size. But uh to me, I think AJ Dillon, uh, uh, Aaron Jones, lean on him a lot. Don't make Jordan Love win this game. Let him just kind of yes. be the maestro that conducts this beautiful orchestra that we've made here of young teams Rub it in Mike McCarthy's big old face. Sorry, Mike. I love you for everything you did for us, but I want to send you back off to the tubs, man. You got to go. And uh, I, I just want Jerry Jones, I want us to come in here and to make Jerry Jones's old life just miserable. And he's going to have to rebuild this whole thing, blow it all up, and it's going to be beautiful to see.
3: Go hey, watch me, put, watch me put a quarter in, Tim. Walther, seven or 6, or sorry, CZ. It's funny, Walther. It makes it sound like I got a list, but it really says Walther, though, right? Also. Some Dallas commentators are predicting 45 to 3 Dallas, Tim. 45 to 3. <laughs> <laughs> think in pro- commentators
0: in Dallas, huh? I got some Top advice for y'all. Take two weeks off, then quit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> What's your let's go, Tim? Parting thoughts, man.
0: I'm not gonna do to I don't do the score predictions. You already know, but I, I'm telling you right now, there there will not be a boat race. I, I feel good about saying that. So uh let's make the, the Dallas commentators look foolish. Um, I'm at the point now where we're, we're here, you know, like we've been talking. It's time to, to stop the talking and play some ball. Um, I'm going to repeat what I've said before. It's going to take everybody on this team today. Everyone's going to contribute in their own ways. I think we are going to see, especially defensively, we're going to see a lot of rotation. Um, looking forward to some of our newer uh, role players, such as LVN, um, you know, Kingsley and Igbari, these guys kind of stepping in and making contributions uh, to lighten the load on our uh, – our OG big dogs and Preston Smith and Rashad Gary and um, you know I hope everybody's on their game today. Like I said, I I, I feel like this is you, you talk about a breakout game or a re-breakout game. John Money, you are due, brother. Let's let's see it today. You know, um, tape that ankle up twice if you have to, um, <laughs> and let's go. You know, um, and you know the ankle doesn't have much to do with knowing your assignment. So keep Absolutely. your head down, the swivel out there, and uh, you know play fundamentally sound ball. And uh, go out there and give our give our team a chance to get this win today. And I, I care not what the final score is. If we win by a point, I'll be just as happy. If we yep. blew them out, so green and gold till I'm dead and cold. Go, Pat. Go. Let's get that win. Send Big Mike home, and uh, <laughs> do what we came to do: shock the world.
3: I love it. Dakota in the chat says, "You know, I said we got 30 minutes to kick off." He said, "30 minutes is too long."
0: That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, Michael,
3: please. Please. <laughs> all right. And uh out of body experience. That might be Aaron Rodgers' burner there. He says uh go pack go from Washington, DC. Look at this guy sliding at the last. He didn't- <laughs> Tim, he always does it. We're we're off on time. We're ready to roll. And he slides in here and holds us over. Amelia, what are you doing,
0: I you. man? I hey, I had to hop in real quick, huh?
3: Yeah, you always I do. Miss
0: you I missed you. I missed you that whole week, man. <laughs> I was just, I was, I was thankful.
3: That's what she said.
0: <laughs> I was thankful for the, uh, for all the content you were pushing out for the drive home. That was clutch. Nice.
3: Put you to sleep. Didn't it? Jordan yeah. had to drive yeah. and it put you to sleep.
0: Yeah. not that snowstorm, man. I was a little white knuckle there in the morning, man. That oh, was man. Nice Buffalo,
3: bro. I was giving them a hard time. Can't believe they canceled that game. And they showed the video of the field. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't play in that. Dude, it was,
0: I couldn't see five feet in front of me, but, wild, man. uh, no, thank, thankfully we're down there in Texas. Uh, so one Texas team got to win. Let's hope the second one doesn't. I know it's my dad's and sister's team. Hey, let them have it. But let's uh let's go pack go and uh um let's just have uh let's have some brisket tonight. Uh I'm excited. As,
3: as far as Pops and Sis, I got to hit them with it.
0: Oh, we're going to give them <laughs> some f***. Yeah,
3: you let them know, all right. Got <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're out of here, guys. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us. This was a lot of fun. I want to thank Carly for everything she's done behind the scenes, helping appreciate set the store you. up and all that stuff. She's awesome. Jumped on here early and talked some ball with us while she's over playing Super Mom. Tim, thank you for everything, dude. Every, every week we get ready for the kickoff. You know, last two weeks it's all right, appreciate y'all this season. It's been a lot of fun. And then we look up and go, I'll be damned, we got us another game to call. we got one more week. Get to keep the house for another week. Look at this, right? <laughs> Love it. Uh, appreciate y'all. This has been a lot of fun. Everybody in the chat, thank y'all so much for hanging out with us. want to give a special shout out to Hut, Dakota, and Chris N. And Robert Johnson. Thank y'all so much for the super chat. Y'all are too kind. We'll see you guys for the post-game show this evening. Immediately following the game. Hopefully we're talking about a dub. If we're not, then we'll kind of talk about what happened. Why did it happen? We'll set the stage for the offseason, and you won't miss a beat. We'll be here every day. That's the goal. I show every single day, even in the off season. So, thank you all for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. And go pack, go. The power
1: sweep actually is the it's the lead play in our in our offense.
2: Yes, our wide end or a tight end to
1: open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. To get an isolation with the with the linebacker the tackle, to take the defensive end, if he's over him, if he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside, if the YN has the linebacker hit, he comes
2: all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get him a seal here, and a seal here, and try to run this play in the alley.